This is Bethel Temple Church's podcast. Here at Bethel Temple, our desire is to see people changed, delivered, and set free as they experience the light of Jesus. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody seems like they've seen him move again and again and again. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, we're continuing in our uh, Walk This Way series. We're well on our way. And I think by now you understand that the walk is a lifestyle. It's not just taking steps, but it's the way you live your life. And it's especially about how believers are conducting themselves as they walk out this thing that they've been called to by God. Amen? Look, my wife, and she has a, a friend of hers, they go out uh, two or three times a week. They, they go out to a trail and they walk, you know, and they, they have some goals and they have a destination and they, they get out there and, and from the time they started, they didn't just go out there one time and say, now we can check that off the list. But it's something they've been doing continuously. And see, that's what our walk has to be. Our walk has to be a continuous walk. You can't do it today and stop tomorrow, and you can't do it a little bit and then take a break from it, but you have to continue to do it because why? There's some goals and there's a destination that you're seeking to accomplish in this walk. So it's continuous. So you got to keep on doing it. Last week we talked about walking in love, and we, I, I talked about being imitators of God. You know, you know we have to imitate God. You know, God is love, right? And he's love, and we know that, that in order for us to, to do that, we have to follow a mimic. That's what, that's what it means to imitate. It means to follow or mimic. So we have to be doing just that. And God is a God of love. He's a God that is holy, and that means that we have to be like him. See, we're not trying to be like Mike or be like anybody else, but if we name Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then we're trying to be like God, which means that we have to love and love unconditionally, not based on circumstance, not based on whether somebody treated you right, but love because that's who God is. And if we are trying to imitate him, we have to do it all the way. We can't do it a little bit, amen? But today we're moving into to the next walk, and it's, it's talking about walking in light. And now I got excited about this one, and I hope that you're excited about walking in light too, because walking in light should really have uh, some special meaning to those of you who named Bethel Temple as your home, uh, because it has some significance, you know, beyond, e- even beyond what we were talking about, it has some personal significance to you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Turn with me to Ephesians, the fifth chapter. And we're going to be beginning at verse 8, walking in light. Again, this is something that we are imitating God in. We have to imitate God walking in light. Ephesians uh, 5, beginning at verse 8, it says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth finding out what is acceptable to the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, 
arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. This little passage of Scripture here is a powerful passage. There's a whole lot packed in this, this passage of Scripture. Now, remember, Ephesians 5 is a continuation of, of, of a conversation that was taking place in chapter 4. When we talked about, we were talking about being saved by grace. And, and as a result of being saved by grace, that means that you're different. You've been changed. You're no longer the same. And this difference should be evident, evident by the way you walk in your daily Light. This is not a secret agent change. This is not something that, that we're hiding from the world, but we, the world should be able to see that you have been saved by grace. I, I got a witness in here today. You, you don't mind letting the world know that I, I've been saved by grace. I'm not trying to keep it a secret. See, 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 <laughs> the challenge to us believers is to be imitators of God. See, as God, uh, He saves us, now He expects us to walk like Him, to act like Him. See, in other words, we've got to be able to show the world that we are who we say we are. See, when we say we're a disciple of Christ and we say that I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, the world is looking and they're looking to see, are you different than me? Are you different than you were before? Has there truly been a change? And that change should be evident in the way you live your life every day. Amen? Amen. Look at what John said uh, uh, in 1 John 2 and 6. And this is the Amplified Version. I love the way this speaks. It says, whoever says he lives in Christ, that is, whoever says he has accepted him as God and Savior, ought as a moral obligation to walk and conduct himself just as he walked and conducted himself. Now, if that's not being just like God, I don't know what is. But he's saying that, that, that we have an obligation to act like him, to walk like him, to talk like him. So everything that we do, everything people see should model Christ. It should be an imitation, and somebody should be able to look at you and say, I know something's different about that individual. And so, so, so and just like Jesus, look, Jesus came. He came in the world, you know, uh, uh, in the flesh, uh, but he was the full manifestation of God the Father. See, 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 God sent him, and, and, and he came to represent the Father, to take, to do what God had called him to do. And now it's our responsibility, just like Jesus came on behalf of the Father, now he's sending us on his behalf to be his ambassadors who go out and represent him. Are you representing God today? Are you representing God today in a way that people can see the God in you? Because that's how they, they should see you. They should be able to see that, 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 that there's a pattern that you're following as you uh, follow God. There's not your own pattern. You don't, you're not, you don't have this, this cookie-cutter way you're walking, but you're walking the way God has set for you to walk. So, so what does it mean to walk in light? Because that's what we're focusing on now. We're talking about walking in light. Let me give you the short answer. Real quick, it's following and reflecting, following and reflecting Jesus, who is the light. Y'all do know that Jesus is the light of the world, right? And so if we're going to walk in light, guess what you're doing? You're going to follow and you're going to, 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 to model and reflect Jesus. Look at what it says in John 8, 12. This is Jesus talking. Now, he's letting you know. He said that I am the light of the world. 
He's telling you who he is. So if we're going to walk in the light, guess what? You can't say I'm walking in the light if you're not walking in Christ. He said, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So we're walking in Christ. Listen, the very nature of Christ is light. That's who he said he is. See, but he's the conduit. He's the provider of light to the world. So if Jesus is the light, and Jesus is in us, guess who we have to be? Guess who we should be? Everywhere we go, we should be lighting the way. See, the thing about it is this. The light of Christ never ceases to shine. His light doesn't go out. It don't burn out. It don't get no short in it. It doesn't expire over time because it's gotten old. No, his light continues to shine. Aren't you glad about that? And see, and see, as we follow him and as we imitate him, that same light will begin to shine in and through us. And our light should continue to shine. That's why he's saying, walk in it. That means that just your lifestyle, now I'm walking in light because the light of Christ is shining in and through me. So that means you should never be walking in darkness. You should never have days where your light's not shining because Jesus is on the inside, which means that your light is always shining because we just said, Jesus said, I'm the light. My, my, my brother in love, I call him my brother in love. He, 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 he passed away uh, at the beginning of this year, the late Pastor Michael Green. He said something that's that really profound to me that I, I, I just really... I love this, this, this quote that he made. He said, he said, darkness is not the absence of light. He said, darkness exists wherever light is deflected. And then he went on to say, don't block the light. Now, now, I don't know if y'all caught that or not, but, but, but let me say it like this. Man, I just told you, light never stops shining. Even in darkness, light is still shining. However, darkness exists when there's an obstruction to the light. That means there's something blocking. What are you saying, Pastor Charles? You know, when sin is blocking the light, when envy is blocking the light, when jealousy is blocking the light, when all evil is blocking the light, it doesn't mean the light's not shining. What it means is that the light can't shine through you because there's something blocking the light. Think about it in your house. See, 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 notice I said this before I get to that, that, that darkness exists when there's something blocking the light, not the other way around. See, the light doesn't exist because darkness is letting it come through. See, darkness is not that way. Light, darkness exists because something's blocking the light, but not, not um, vice versa. Think about it in your home. See, do you, do you, 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 you put up blinds and you, you put up curtains and you, you put stuff up to do what? To block the light out. Do you ever put anything up to block the dark out? See, you don't put nothing up to block out the darkness, but you put up something to block out the light. See, there's a reason, there's a distinction between light and darkness. See, because when light comes on the scene, what light does, it brings awareness to the darkness. See, when light shines, you understand just how dark it is, or you understand that you're in darkness now because light is shining through. 
But this awareness is not a condemnation. See, it's not, you know, because this light is shining, it's a condemning light. No, it's a light to bring awareness to the fact that there is darkness. Let me give you a personal example. When I took a job years ago working with the state, and, and, and I went on a conference. We had a training we had to go to. And I had been on this job maybe about three or four months. And, of course, I was walking with the Lord. And so my coworkers, had, they all were taking notice of me, and we went away. And we were staying at this hotel, and we were going to this conference. And, and of course, you know, there were ladies there, and there were other people that came from all over the state who do the same thing we do, and we all were there together. And we were in this restaurant sitting down to eat. And so I was sitting in there, and they were just admiring the ladies, and they were cussing. They was getting their mixed drink. And, as, and when I came around time for me to order, I said, I'll have a sweet tea. And so we're sitting at the table, and they went on talking, and they went on doing all, saying all kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, my boss, who was at the table, he said, Charles, he said, I notice you don't never cuss. He said, don't nothing make you mad and make you want to curse? I said, yeah, there are things that make me mad, but they're not going to make me curse. He said, you don't drink mixed drinks? I said, no. I said, I used to do that stuff, but since God came into my life, I, I, I don't do those things anymore. And so, so what happened right there? See, I didn't condemn their behavior. I let the light of Christ that was shining in me bring awareness to the darkness that was at the table with them. And they realized that it was something bright about me, and they understood that, oh, he's not acting like us. See, it wasn't condemning. But yet the darkness recognized the light. So when you walk into a room, you, the darkness should recognize your light if the, Christ, the light of Christ is shining in you. See, the main function of light is to shine, not to condemn. But it does bear the responsibility to reveal darkness. So when you walk in, it should reveal darkness. <laughs> See, you got to understand. See, 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 the only difference between me and those individuals at that table that day is that the light of Christ had been revealed into my darkness, and now my darkness has turned to light, and so I, I'm no longer walking in the darkness. I'm walking in the light. <sighs> Look at what Paul said. Paul said in verse 8, he said, for you were once darkness. Look, if you, if you name Jesus as Lord and Savior, you were once darkness. And I believe he's saying that. Hey, look, he was telling you, look, don't forget where you come from. See, be careful. See, we quit too quick sometimes to point the finger. Look at them sinners. Look at them. But if you ever stopped and realized when you point your finger, it's three of them coming back at you. So more fingers pointing at you. And I say this, it's one for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Spirit that's pointing back at you, saying, are you living according to my ways and my will? Next time you point your finger, you're going to think about that. You're going to say, whoop, wait a minute. <laughs> you're going to think about that thing. <sighs> but it's only by the power of grace, God's grace, that his gift that he extended to us, that I don't have to walk. We that named Jesus as Lord and Savior, we no longer have to walk in the darkness. See, we've been saved by grace. What does that mean? That means that we've been changed, we've been delivered, we've been set free. 
And now we can walk in the light. First Peter 2 and 9 says this. It says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who did what? Who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He didn't just call you into light. He called you into his light. And because of grace now, we are the light. Where are we supposed to shine? All over the world, everywhere you go, every place you travel, every door you step into. When you go on your job, you're supposed to be the light. When you're in a grocery store, when you're in the bank, when you're at the gym, it doesn't matter where you are, you should be the light. We're supposed to be conducting ourselves, as the Scripture said, as children of light. See, understand this. See, when we were in darkness, we couldn't see either. But it wasn't until, until, until God, God revealed to us when his light shined, then we were able to begin to see. Because now it's been revealed to us what darkness is. And we understand that, oh, I was in darkness, but now I'm enlightened, and now I'm in light, so I no longer have to walk in the darkness. And just like my wife and her friend, and they go out and walk every day, they're, they're each week, you know, there, there's some goals and there's a destination that we should be seeking as we walk as children of light. We're just not walking aimlessly around as children of light, but there are some things that we're supposed to be representing here. There's some things that we're supposed to be accomplishing. Paul tells us this goal and this destination uh, in Ephesians 5, 9, and 10. If you look there, we'll find out exactly what it is. And this is what it says. It says, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Now, you probably look at that scripture and say, where is the goal and where is the destination? I'm about to show you. See, first, the goal of walking in light is to bear the fruit of the Spirit. See, when you're walking in the light, you don't look like you used to look. You don't act like you used to act. You don't conduct yourself in the ways that you used to conduct yourself. See, now that, that, that you're going to bear fruit. Notice I didn't say you're going to produce fruit. You're going to bear fruit because it's not yours to produce. You can only allow God to let it come up out of you because he's putting it in you. See, we live in a season of, uh, of light. There's something supernatural that takes place. I'm talking about this spiritual thing that takes place in us. See, there should be a connection. If you're walking as a child of light, then that means that there's a spiritual connection. Because the only way you're going you're gonna to bear the fruit of the Spirit, you got to have a connection with that Spirit. Galatians 5.25, we're told this, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk. There's that word. Walk in the Spirit. That means that that's where you plant your feet. That's where you're going to take some time. You're going to stay right there. I'm going to be stubborn and I ain't moving. I'm going to keep walking. See, we can be stubborn on some stuff, but we need to be stubborn in the right thing. I'm going to be so stubborn that I'm going to walk in the light of Christ no matter what comes, no matter what comes my way, no matter what situation I'm faced with. I'm that stubborn. I ain't moving. I'm going to stay in the light. We got any stubborn folks in the house. I'm talking about stubborn for God. Now, I ain't talking about stubborn in your own way, but stubborn, stubborn for him. I said stubborn. See, I know I'm from downtown New Benue. <laughs> My wife corrected me all the time. She said, what does that mean? What is that? 
remember, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's how we're supposed to be the light. Y'all remember the illustration I gave before? talking about being connected. I remember I gave that illustration one time I had a lamp on the, on the, on the, on the platform here and, and it wasn't plugged in. The bulb was in it. The switch was working. The shade was there. The lamp was in good working condition, but it wasn't plugged into the power source. See, it wasn't connected to the source that was going to supply the power. So if you're trying to walk as a child of light and you're not plugged into the power source, which is Jesus Christ and his spirit, guess what? You're not going, your light ain't going to shine. You're going to be just like a bulb. You're going to be just like a lamp that's not plugged into an electric socket. And I don't care how many times you turn that switch, nothing's going to happen. But, but as children of light, if we plug into that source, boy, we can shine. We can shine on every corner we go. Because you have to understand something. Little connection will result in little reflection. What are you talking about, Pastor Charles? It, look, if you're not connected to the source and you're not staying powered up into that source, you can't reflect the light of Christ. Or your light going to be dim. Your light is going to shine a little bit. You ever seen a flickering light, you know, because there's something going on, the bulb is about to go out, or there's a short in the cord, and the light on, but it keeps flickering, and which means it's more bothersome than it is good. Some of y'all got that. Some of y'all got that. So that means that if you're a child of God, you're saying, I'm a child of light, but your light is always flickering because you can't stay connected to the power source, guess what? You're going to be more of a bother than a good to the kingdom because God needs our light to be fired up and shining bright. See, the greater our connection to Jesus, the greater our reflection of Jesus. See, the greater our connection to Jesus, the greater our reflection. What are you saying? The, the more you connect with him, the tighter you are with him, the more you're going to look like him, the more you're going to act like him, the more you're going to walk like him, because that's, cause that's your connection. It's just like the, the moon and the sun. You ever notice that sometimes the, the moon is full? Other times there's a half moon. Sometimes there's a quarter moon. Sometimes it's just what they call a thumbnail moon. And we are just that way as well. Sometimes we full, full of light Christians. Sometimes we half moon Christians. Sometimes we quarter moon Christians. And sometimes we just a thumbnail Christian. But God desires for us to be fully blooming lights that are lighting and illuminating the world. See, the Bible tells us that you're going to know them by their fruit. You're going to know them by what they produce. You're going to know them by what they reflect. And if you are plugged into God, if you are plugged into your source, you're going to always reflect him. You're going to always reflect Jesus. Now, 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 Paul, Paul, Paul here in this text, see, all the fruit is important, but Paul focuses on three of them, goodness, righteousness, and truth. And I believe he brings attention to those three because they speak about our character. See, see, they speak about our personality. And so, so when people see you, do they see a reflection of goodness, righteousness, and truth? Because if you reflect, if you, if you are a, a child of the light of Jesus Christ, that's what they should see. 
They should see that when they see it. Oh, look at that. But see, some of us like to do this, man, I just keep it real. What you see is what you get. That's fine as long as you're reflecting Christ. That's a good statement. Because if, they, if that's your statement, if that's where you are, it's always going to be the light of Christ that people are going to get. So, so, so first, uh, is there a reflection of goodness in you? See, as children of light, we should reflect the fruit of goodness. Now, what is goodness? It's, it's, it's love and action. That's what it is. See, see, we just talked about love last week, and I told you that God is love. And love doesn't have any, 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 any parameters. It's nothing that says, okay, I'm going to only love you if. There's no ifs in love. I'm going to love you because. No, I'm going to love you because that's who God made me because he's in me and he is love. Because he loves us unconditionally. He loves us whether we, whether we love him or not, whether we love him or not, he still loves us. See, see, it's easy to love when you understand that you've been loved. It's easy to, to love when you know, oh, I was a, you know, a, 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 just a stinking low-down sinner, and the love of God picked me up out of that miry mess I was in, and he turned my life around, and he, he made me brand new. You understand what love is when that happens. And so when you act that, when you realize that, it's easy to be good because you know where you came from. And you know where God has you now. So you're going to be generous with your love. You don't mind sharing your love. So we imitate God. We walk in that love. See, it, 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 and we extend that gift to somebody else because we got the same gift. God gave his gift of love to us when we were saved by grace. And now I'm going to share this gift of love that I got to somebody else who's less fortunate, somebody else who's offended me, somebody else who mistreats me, somebody else that, 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 that I don't even know, but I'm going to show them love. Look at, what, look at what it says in 1 John. 4, 7 through 11. It says, Beloved, let us love one another. That was just a blanket statement. It didn't say based on nothing else. For love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And in this, the love of God was manifested toward us. See, he gave us his love, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that, he might, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love uh, God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Another. That's why we should be loving. That's where goodness is seeped in love. Because love is who God is. And see, see when, you get, when you get that kind of love, then you get what, what, what I call the can't help it. That means that I just can't help being good. I just can't be help. I, I just can't help it. I just got to do something nice. I, I just can't help it. I got to give somebody a compliment. I just can't help it. I'm going to hold the door for somebody that's coming behind me. I'm not going to say, oh, they did a little bit too far. I'm going to let the door close and walk ahead looking this way like I didn't know they were coming. Ah, you know, I'm going to see somebody with their signal light on and the love is going to say, let them in, not speed up so they can't get beside you. You know, that's what love does. That sound like any of y'all? 
I've been there. I, every one of those things I said I've done before. That's how they came up so easy. You done done them too. But I ain't doing them now. <laughs> Second, reflection should be a reflection of righteousness. See, you should reflect goodness and righteousness. See, the fruit of righteousness. What is that? That's right standing before God. See, you're going to be righteous. That means you're not walking in your own way. See, this, this, see, when you're right before God, you can have integrity before men. See, 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 when you're walking with God in the right way, you know, people are not going to question your character, your integrity, because you're going to always live upright. You're going to do the right thing because it's the righteous thing. Because as you do the righteous thing before God, the right thing before man will be seen very easily. You ain't got to tell nobody. They'll know. But just like, just like there's a right way, there's also a wrong way. See, see, there, there's a way that, 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 that's patterned by the truth of the world, and that's the wrong way. See, we can't be righteous following the world's way. Because the world's way is not the righteous way. See, because we are children of the light, we should be making different choices and different decisions, and we should be acting differently because the, the, the fruit of righteousness causes us to not want to be or act like the world. We want to be holy like God. We want to act like Him. Uh, this past Friday, we were on the line uh, on our prayer call. The intercessory prayer team was praying, and there was a member on the line that, that, that represented this in such a great way. When, when she talked about she had a situation that she was at a store, and, and something happened. And you know how we get at that moment when somebody does something that's so egregious that you're about to, you about to get with them. But right in that moment, she said the Holy Spirit told her to be quiet, to hold your peace. See, the Holy Spirit is the only one that can do that. Because our flesh is going, I'm getting with them. I'm going to tell them all. I'm going to, I'm going to, no, I ain't going to say that. But what she said was her, her old self wouldn't have been able to do that. But because she'd been spending time with God, she's been in his presence, she'd been pressing into him, she'd been seeking to be like him, she's been, oh God, I need you more. But because of that, you know, she, 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 she felt the, the, the source of light shining in her life, and she was determined, I'm going to let the light of Christ shine even in the midst of this circumstance where I've been mistreated. What was that? The fruit of righteousness was shining through. <laughs> Why? Because she had to do, she had to be righteous before God so that he can empower her to be right before men. So then when she walked away, her testimony was going to be, oh, I gave God glory with that circumstance. Because she never know when she's going to run across that person again. They can show up here at the church. They could be your nurse at the doctor, get ready to draw your blood. And they're, oh, you're the one that, that was cussing me out on the line. 
I'm gonna miss that. Oh, I missed that vein. I gotta get another one. What's the third one? So we gotta be righteous. Remember, little connection, little reflection. Her testimony was, I've been with God. That's how the light of Christ was strong. The third, reflection of truth. See, we have to reflect the fruit of truth. What is truth? Truth is conforming to the Word and the will of God. See, it's just like this. See, we wear these masks. We have to wear masks right now because of the pandemic. But because of truth, we take our mask off. What mask are you talking about, Pastor Charles? The thing that we hide behind. See, see that, 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 that person that we, we, we try not to let people know who we are because we're trying to, you know, we don't want them to truly know us. We're not walking in truth. But we take the mask off as the Holy Spirit begins to work in us and shine His light in us. We can take the mask off. We don't have to put on a facade. We don't have to act like we're something that we're not because we can walk in the truth of God. See, see, when we talk, when we speak, when we encounter people, people can trust us if you're walking in truth. They're not going to walk away saying, I wonder, is he telling the truth? I don't wonder, is he lying? Is he pulling my leg? Is he trying to get over on me? But if your character, if your character is one that, that people know that you're walking in truth, they won't question that. They will know that you're coming to them and that you're real. Why? Because of the testimony that they see, not what you say. Because they can see it. See, we can speak our own truth, but the better truth to speak is the truth that comes through the wisdom of God. So when you're in circumstances, let God's truth speak through you, not our own. That's how we become children of light. <laughs> we imitate the truth, which is Jesus. Remember, Jesus told you, he told us that he is the way, he's the, and the light. So if we're walking in the truth, if we're imitating the truth, again, guess who you're imitating? Not yourself, not your cousin, not your brother, not your sports idol, but you're walking in the truth of Jesus Christ. So, so, so goodness, righteousness, and truth, those are the goals that Paul is talking about that we're trying to seek. But I told you there's also a destination, and that's found in verse 10. And it says, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. See, 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 what does that mean, Pastor Charles? I'm, I'm, I, keep, I keep giving y'all the, 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 the break, the, just a plain and simple way to understand it. See, what that means is you're seeking to please God. So, so you're walking, your destination is to please God. Every time you step out your house, God, let my life please you today. I, I don't care what comes. I'm going on my job today. And it might be a job I don't even want to go on. But God, let my life please you. Oh, I'm going to deal with my in-laws and I don't feel like dealing with them. God, let my life please you. Now, not me, my in-laws, we get along. Put that out there in case my mom-in-law, in case she's watching, we get along good. <laughs> but the thing about it is this, you don't start out knowing, you don't start out knowing this, 
You don't start out knowing what pleases God. It's something you grow into. So you got to spend some time with God to grow. You got to spend some time in His Word. You got to spend some time on your knees. You got to spend some time in your Bible studies so that you can learn what pleases Him. It's just like a child. When a child is born, they don't know how to act like you. You got to teach them. You got to guide them. You got to lead them. You got to show them. You got to nurture them. Every stage of their development is a teaching moment where you're teaching them how to live, how to act, how to conduct themselves. And that's the same thing for us. See, see, it's no different. See, God is maturing us as we walk through this thing, as we accept Him as Lord and Savior. Every, every day should be a day where we're maturing more in Him. Why? Because we're going to His Word and we're learning more about Him. We're, we're understanding what it means to be a disciple of Christ. We're learning how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to talk, how we're supposed to walk, how we're supposed to, 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 to be in brotherly love with one another. We're constantly learning and maturing in God. And the more you learn, the more you mature, the more you're going to please Him. See, the more, the longer you walk this way, the less mistakes you make along the way. Not to say that you don't make mistakes. Don't say that because God said if anyone says there's no sin in them, they're lying, which means that we all fall a little short. But you shouldn't be still falling 10 years down the road the way you were falling on day one. Because there should be some growth along the way. So the stuff that used to trip you up, now you oh no, that's not going to trip me up no more. The stuff that used to cause you to stumble is not going to cause you to stumble no more. Why? Because now you've been maturing. See, the thing about God, he even let us know. Look, look what it says in Ephesians 5, uh, uh, 11 and 12. He even told us, he didn't just call us out of the darkness and say, okay, now you go do this thing. You know, he even told us, I'm going to give you some guidelines. See, he went on to say this. He says, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Oh, so newsflash. The works of darkness is unfruitful. But we're talking about the fruitful works, and that comes from the light. And it goes on that, 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 that don't have any fellowship with them, but it says rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. See, that means you got to watch how you talk, watch your conversations. See, there's something I had, to, I had to go back and catch myself on. Sometimes you talk about stuff you did in the past, and sometimes you talk about it in such a way that you glamify it. You make it glamorous, and you make it seem like it's something that somebody else might want to try. No, I ain't talking about that old nasty, stinking stuff. All I can talk about now is what God has done and what we're going, how I'm going forward. But I'm going to let you know, yeah, I was a sinner. But I'm not going to glorify the sin of my past because that's in the past and I'm forgiven from all that stuff. I have to thank God that he kept me even in the midst of that foolishness. Whew. See, that's what God is calling us to do. See, if our connection is with that source of life, it's going to be easy to do that. You're going to always want to, to give that kind of glory to God. You're not going to be focusing on that stuff. See, what Paul is saying is don't go that way. Don't, don't, be, don't, be, don't be talking about, you know, hanging with, looking for unfruitful works. That's not going to prove any good to you. As a matter of fact, it's going to be destructive to you. It's going to be non-productive for your life. 
Look what it says in, in, in 2 Corinthians 6 and 14. Paul was even asking a question there. He says, uh-uh, for, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? See, some of us, you know, we're walking with God, but we love to be with the world. Now, that doesn't mean you got to go into the world to get the world saved. But you shouldn't be just hanging in the world. I'm going to the club tonight. I'm going to be a witness. But you're up on the floor, jamming, doing all. That ain't no witness. And what communion has light with darkness? See, when you get around, if your light of Christ is shining in you, darkness ain't going to want you to be around. See, your, your, your old friends not going to want to hang out with you. Because the light you're shining is not what they're shining. Your light is shining in their dark space and making them aware of their darkness. So that's why he said we're supposed to expose. When we come around, people should see. It's just like this. Now, I know all of us probably have dealt with this time at some time in our life, but there's some little critters that, that be in the home sometimes. But the thing about it is, they only come out in the darkness. Isn't that something? And when you got a light on, them, them jokers gone. Oh, the light is shining. We've been exposed. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But they run. They scatter. And that's how it's supposed to be when we walk into a place. See, we walk into a space, we walk into a place, when we come on our job, even if they was cutting up and cutting the food, when we walk in, they supposed they're going to stop because they know your light is shining and it's going to reveal their darkness. See, you got to understand, we are the light. Matthew 5, 14, 16. It lets us know we're the light of the world. And it says, goes on to say that a city that's set on a hill can't be hidden. So if you got the light of Christ shining in you, that light can't be hidden. It's going to shine. And it goes on to say, nor do they light a lamp and put it underneath a basket, but they put it on a lampstand so it can provide light everywhere and to everyone. Then it goes on to tell us this, so let your light shine. So that men can see your good works and do what? Glorify the Father in heaven. We are lights. We are called to walk in light. We are called to be light to the world. And I don't think it's about accident that God, the vision that God gave for this ministry is to be the light. And yeah, it looks catchy, you know, the way it's written. It looks like it says Bethel light, but, it, 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 but it's more than just a cliche, a catchy phrase. It's who God has called us to be. He called us to be the light. He, he called us to be children of light. And what should light reflect? It should reflect love. Yeah, yeah look, 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 it should be inspiring. It, it, it should cause you to grow. It, it, should, it, should, it, should, it should bring some hope. And it should bring some transformation. That's what light does. 
If you got light and it's not doing any of those things, you better check your source of electricity. You better check your power source to make sure you're not plugged into the wrong socket. Because that's who we are. Come on, get up on your feet. See, because not only did God call us in his word to be, you know, children of light, that's how we live every day as part of this body. That's just not a shirt we wear. It's just not, you know, this, this nice-looking symbol that's embroidered on a shirt. But that's who we represent. That's who we represent. How many of you know your vision? I see one hand, two hands, three hands, four hands, five hands, six, seven. That's getting a little better. Y'all reading it up there saying, oh, I got it now. <laughs> but come on, we're going to read this together because I want us to understand that this is not just a statement, but it's a way of life. It's how God has called us. Even before that vision statement was written, God already told us to walk in light. So come on, read this. Come on. And those of you that read it, those of you can close your eyes and say it, come on. Come on, let me hear you. Amen. That's being the light. That is being the light. It's not just a statement, but that should be buried in your heart and you're living it out every day. Every day you're loving. Every day you're, you're experiencing inspired worship. Every day you're growing in God. Every day you're trying to find a way to be hope to somebody, and every day you should be looking for an opportunity to share the good news of Jesus to someone who's lost. Amen? Amen. That's what Ephesians 5 is talking about when we are walking in the light. I don't know about you, but when, when, when I got to this, to this particular walk this way, I, I got real excited because I'm like, God, you, that's where you have us. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's, that's the, the platform you placed us on. That's the vision, the mantle that you told us to walk in. And it's right where your word is. So we didn't just go make up something. That's going to be catchy. But it's based on God's word. Walking in the light. Bow your heads in the house today. Maybe there's someone today who's not walking in that light. You may have even just read that statement, but that statement doesn't really resonate with you because... That's not where you are. You're not walking in the light of Christ because the goodness and the righteousness and the truth of Christ is not in you because you've yet to be saved by grace. But God is standing right now with his arms stretched out wide and he wants to wrap them around you and say, son, daughter, come. I want to bring you out of the darkness into my marvelous light. And that's you today. If you're in this house today, I want you to raise your hand. I, 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 I wouldn't close out today without giving you an opportunity. If you're online today, let us know 
Pastor Charles, uh, uh, that's me. I, I'm in darkness, and I, I, I want to come out of darkness, and I know that Jesus is the light. And if I follow him, I don't have to walk in darkness. Is that you today? Anyone in the house today? Come on, repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in darkness, and I realize you are the light. And I desire for your light to shine in me. Remove my sins. Make me brand new that I can walk in your light. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you made that declaration today, let us know. If you're online today, if you're here in this service and you did that, if you can see myself, Pastor Ron, let us know. We want to come alongside of you today and help you to take your next steps in your new life. Lift your hands to God today. Father, we thank you today for all that you've done. We thank you, God, for the brokenhearted, God, that have been healed. God, how your spirit has been restored. God, they're no, more, they're no longer needy. God, they're no longer, God, feeling like they're bankrupt, God, in the spirit. God, but their spirit is full and overflowing. We thank you for your word, God. We thank you for the opportunity that we get to walk in the light of Christ, representing you, God, in all we do. And I pray today, God, that goodness, righteousness, and truth, God, is what people will see when they see us, no matter where we are and no matter what the circumstance is today. Go with us today, God, as we leave this place, leave the, the airways today, but not your presence, that you will continue to be with us, guide us, lead us, and keep us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. To connect with us, visit us at Bethelhampton.com and follow and like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Now go and be the light.